If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms chapter 27. We're going to look at verse 4 through 6. But if you would like to stand for the reading of the word, Psalms chapter 27, I just want to look at verse 4 through 6. Uh, again this morning, and we're going to finish up this series that I that God laid on my heart. It was supposed to be one week message, but it ended up, this is the third week, but I am going to finish it today. I've entitled, Look Up and Lift Up Your Head. Uh, but verse 4 through 6, One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after. And this is what he desires that he seeks after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me up on a rock. And now shall my head be lifted above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Father, I ask, Lord, that you help us today, God. Uh, to hear this word and to receive it in, with your anointing. God, help me to uh, speak it forth, God, as you put it in my heart. And I believe God is going to touch us and, and change our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray in the church today, man. You, you may be seated in the house of the Lord. Again, we see uh, in verse 6 that David is, or in verse 4, David's talking about one thing he desires and that one thing that he seeks after and he, that is, I want to be in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And he tells us what he wants to do. And he said, I want to get in the house of the Lord, and I want to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire of him. And, and when we do that, uh, we, what will happen is verse 5 will then take place. When we get in the, and when I say the house of the Lord, I, I'm simply talking about getting in the presence of the Lord. The house of the Lord is a place in, in, in the spirit that, that you get into the presence of the Lord. In the Old Testament, where did they? Where was the Ark of the Covenant? Where was God? He was in the house of the Lord. So Dave, you can look at that and say David is simply telling us that we need to be in his presence every day. And when we get in his presence, we need to behold his beauty and inquire of him. And when that, when that does that, we come to verse 5. For in that time of trouble, he shall have hide me in the pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me up on the rock and and in that causes verse 6 and then shall my head be lifted above my enemies round about me how many knows when your head is up it is a posture of victory you, you might be in times that maybe you've watched a movie or maybe you've been part of a team and, and you, you played a good game but you lost the game and, and the coach says, no, you get your head up. You, you need to get your head up because you, you played a good game. You have nothing to be ashamed of. When someone's head is down, it's a sign of defeat. It's a sign of shame. When your head is up, though, it's a sign of victory. And I say this to say to the people of God, Get your head up. Even in the midst of your enemy, even in the midst of your trouble, get your head up. Why, preacher? Because you are victorious through the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. 
You're victorious. You're on the winning side. Raise your head up, look up, and lift up your head. If you remember when Jesus is describing the end times, the end of the world, those things, a lot of bad things is going to take place. And he says in Luke 21, 26, men's heart will, they will fail them because of fear. Why? Because they're going to look after those things which are on the earth. He, many, because they're going to look at the trouble and they're going to look at all the wars and everything that's going to take place. So they'll be looking at that. Oh, help me, Jesus. My pages are sticking together. <laughs> no, buy better paper. Amen. <laughs> when they're looking at all the trouble and they're looking after everything upon this earth, the issues, it says their hearts will fail because of fear. But then he tells the child of God, he t tells us, hey, don't, but don't you fear, but you do what the next verse says. Uh, or it says, and then shall the coming of, of the Son of Man, he's coming in the cloud. And then he says in the next verse, when these things become the past, he says, look up and lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh. When we see all the trouble coming, we are not to fear. But he says, look up and lift up your head for your redemption is coming. In the same way, right now in all of your trouble, in all of your issues, we are to do the same thing. Don't look at your trouble. If you look at your trouble, if you look at your issues, your heart's going to begin to fail you because of fear. But if you'll look up to God and lift up your head and trust the Lord and know your redemption's coming, I'm telling you that victory will come to your life. So look up and lift up your head. We've been covering in verse uh, or in Psalm 27 uh, some ways that we can look up and lift up our head. Because we see in verse 6, he says, my head will be lifted above my enemies after he does what verse 4 and 5 says. We looked at verse 4 last week, and I want to quickly get through this, and then we're going to really get into verse 5 this morning. But verse 5, he tells us in this verse, he said, I desire of the Lord that I, one thing I desire, I seek after him, and he desires that I would be in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, behold his beauty, and inquire in the temple. He said, that's the one thing I desire. Why did he want to be in the house of the Lord all the days of his life? He understood that the presence of the Lord is what will make a difference in my life. David's desire was to be in the presence of the Lord. I'm just going to say it like this. Uh, and, and, you know, I know that we can get the presence of the Lord in our houses, go in our prayer closet and find the presence of the Lord. But I'm going to just say it like this. You know who I, I, I usually get the most calls uh, that I, I got some issue and I got some trouble and I got some counseling? It's those that neglect the house of the Lord. A lot of times they, they start getting in trouble and they start having issues and they heart, start having trouble and, and they, they don't know what to do. And, and even those in the house of the Lord that's in his presence, sometimes you have to do that. But many cases they have gotten away from the presence of the Lord and all they really need, they really don't need no counseling. What they really need is to get in the presence of the Almighty God and let him counsel them because there's no greater counsel than our God and get 
get in his presence and begin to behold his beauty and inquire of him. And I'm telling you that, the, that he'll begin to bless your life and give you victory. Now, that's not in every case. So, so say it. I, don't be saying I can't ask a pastor for counsel. But I will tell you part of my counsel is get in his presence. His presence will change your countenance. His presence will bring a victory in your life. David understood, one thing I desire and one thing I seek after is I want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Why? Because he understood the power of the presence of God. But here's the key. When we get in his presence, don't just get there with a list of complaints. Sometimes we get there and sometimes we think I'm just going to go there and God, I just don't know why I'm going through this. Lord, I just ask that you help me. Lord, touch my need, touch my family. Uh, Lord, I just need you, God. I feel your presence, but God, I need a touch from you. Lord, help my situation. Good talking to you, Lord. And we leave his presence. And there is a time, uh, you know, to cast your cares upon him. But David, when he said, I want to get in his presence, he says, I want to get there to behold the beauty of the Lord. See, David wanted to be in his presence to see the beauty of the Lord. And if you remember last week when we looked at this, we looked at the vision that Zechariah had in chapter 3 when Joshua, the high priest, he's in the presence of the Lord and Satan is right there with him resisting Joshua, the high priest, and Satan is pointing out all the dirt of Joshua, this high priest. He's telling all the things that he's done. He's, he's pointing out all of his dirt. I'm sure that, you remember, he had on a dirty garment. I'm sure Satan... Satan was saying, look at that old filthy garment he's got on. Look at all the things that he's done wrong. How many knows he is the accuser of the brother and he likes to accuse us. And then we read that the Lord rebukes Satan and tells Satan, I've chosen him. And then the Lord removes that filthy garment, which means he cleansed him. And the Lord gave him a change of raiment, which means he changed him. And I tell you all that to tell you this. That's the beauty of the Lord. It's when you get in his presence and you just don't bring him a list of your needs but you get in his presence and you begin to ponder and you begin to think on the things he done. Even when you didn't you wouldn't, didn't feel worthy he said I'll choose you anyway. Even when you might not deserve to be cleansed for all the things you did Jesus shed his blood for us anyway. I love Romans 5.8. God commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us when we didn't deserve it when he wasn't even a thought in our mind God loved us so much that he sent his son and his son died for our sins and he gave us a way to be cleansed Ah, you can be clean today he wants to choose you and cleanse you and change you just like he did Joshua the high priest God help us to see it this morning that's the beauty of the Lord See, often we get in his presence and we think, well, I don't even know if I deserve you to hear me, Lord. I, I don't know if I even deserve to be in your presence, Lord. I, I've done some wicked things and there is a place of repentance. But once you have repented, you need to let that self go and say, now I'm worthy because he's cleansed me. I'm worthy because of the blood of Jesus. I'm, I'm favored. I'm covered because of the blood of Jesus. 
Jesus. He's chose me. He has cleansed me. And he's changed me. So that's what I'm going to focus on in his presence. So that faith can rise up in me. And then I'll bring his list before me. I might be sick in body. But if I see the beauty of the Lord, I can say, Lord, I'm sick. And I need a healing. But I see in your scripture the beauty of you. And the beauty was by your stripes I am healed. I thank you, Lord, that I'm the healed of the Lord. I thank you, Lord, that I will not die with this sickness, but I shall live and declare the works of the Lord. We need to behold his beauty. Stop looking at your dirt. Stop looking at all the old things that you used to do. Put that garment away. Know that you've been cleansed, and not only cleansed, but it changed you by his power. Uh, Help us, God, to behold the beauty of the Lord. David said, I I inquired in his temple. That word inquire, it means to seek. It means to look. It means to consider. It means to reflect. Some translation even uses the word meditate. I think sometimes we just need to get in this prayer. Say, God, I just want to see your beauty today. I want to see what you've done for me on that cross. How you did choose me. I'm chosen by God. I got God's favor. I've been cleansed. I've been changed. I'm a new creature in Christ. That's what God wants us to do. To behold his beauty. And a result of that is verse 5 of our text. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me and he shall set me. Upon a rock. Now I do believe that there's times that God will supernaturally hide us, if you will, when trouble has come. This past Wednesday night, uh, Brother Donald Steen was sharing a testimony when he was 14 years old. He said he had worked hard in a, and, and I, I understand those sticker fields. I actually worked in a, a, a field and pulling up them stickers, and it, it, is, it is rough. It is a rough job. He made 30 cents an hour. I think I, I thought $3 an hour was, was bad until I hear 30 cents an hour. Is that what she told me? Digging up stickers. I remember I did that one summer out in the field, and it, I mean, it was, it was a tough job, and, and it, I was sweating. It was hot, and this old lady, older lady came out and had, a, oh, a nice ice-cold glass of water, and I went to drink it, and it had sulfur in it. So it smelled like rotten eggs. Anybody ever smelled any water like that? So here I am, been in a sticker field, pulling up stickers, sweating, having to eat, having to drink rotten water, rotten egg water. <laughs> so I, I felt your pain. But he did it, and he saved up money, and he said he bought an old gun. Him and one of his buddies went hunting, and that as they were hunting, the gun gets hung up. And, and to make a long story short, he said that, that his friend put the, the, uh, the, the back of it in between his legs and he's working the gun and Donald, he's only 14 so Donald's standing like this <laughs> right, in front, right in front of the barrel and he says that gun, he's working it bam, it goes off 
And he said, of course, we was just kidding. His friend fell back and said, are you okay? Are you okay? Donald's like, I'm fine. And they, they went on off their merry way. But Donald said, after looking years back, he said, I believe what happened was the prayers of my parents. They began to pray. And he said, I believe it was the divine protection of God. I believe that God at times will hide us supernaturally for, for appointed times and he'll, he'll hide us and he'll protect us at, at times I, I read in Luke 4.29 they was going to throw Jesus off a cliff to, but Luke 4.30 says but he passed through the midst of them I, I, I'm wondering how did he pass through the midst of them and went his way could it be that God supernaturally hit his son because God knew, knew I got a plan I got an appointed time for him, I, I'm just going to hide him supernaturally. I, I, you know, you might could apply this verse like that, that, that God has a way of hiding us in, in times of trouble, in, in his pavilion, in the, in the secret of his tabernacle. He can hide us. But then yet he sets up on a, us up on a rock. I, I believe that supernaturally he hides us, but I want to look at this scripture a little bit different as well. I believe also we can look at it this way. We need to understand when we get in the presence of God and we behold the beauty of the Lord and we reflect on that beauty and we seek after that beauty when trouble comes and it is going to come. Trouble is going to come. But when it comes, if we've been doing what David talked about, if we've been in the presence of the Lord and we've been beholding his beauty reflecting everything he done for us when trouble comes he will hide us hide us in our trouble and he will hide us in the secret of his tabernacle and here I'm just going to give it the way God put it in my spirit to preach you know who can be the worst person to be around when trouble comes you ourselves we can sometimes be the worst person to be around in trouble Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Often trouble will come and the child of God will begin to speak death in their situation. Begin to speak. Oh, I don't know if I'm ever coming through this trouble. We start speaking death. I don't think my situation will ever change. Right in the midst of our trouble and then our hearts fail us and we all of a sudden we backslid on God. I don't know what happened. You spoke death into your life. I'll never get through this situation. Not if you keep speaking like that. Often when trouble comes, people will quit I'm not going to church I'm done with it Uh, that's exactly what the enemy wants and they go back to the old lifestyle that Jesus saved them from often when trouble comes our faith is being tested and instead of standing on the word of God we start doubting and we're looking at the trouble and again that heart begins to fail even when the disciples is walking with the Lord Jesus Christ for three and a half years when real trouble came one betrayed them, one denied him, one doubted him and every one of them forsook him what's your point preacher when we get in the presence of the Lord on a daily basis and we behold his beauty and we truly meditate and seek after his beauty and everything he's done for us when trouble comes he will hide us in his presence who is it that he hides he hides us 
The one that normally would start talking death. But if you've been in his presence long enough and you behold his beauty, you might not start talking death, but you might come out talking life because you know the God that you serve. If you're talking death, you need to get in his presence and behold his beauty and meditate it on a while. Why? So that you can be hid from yourself. Because yourself is what's defeating you many times in your Bible or, or, or in your trouble and in your child. He wants to hide the you, the old man that would betray him when this something in your flesh begins to stir and it looks better in your flesh and your flesh likes that. And your old man always goes to that thing your flesh likes. But if you'll get in his presence and behold his beauty, God will you from that fleshly desire and it will cause you to, to say no to your flesh. He hides the you that would deny him when things gets hard. That's the one he wants to hide. That one that always defeats you. I'm talking about yourself. We like to blame the devil a lot of times and I understand the devil works and the enemy works on us but I'm telling you your worst enemy sometimes is yourself talking yourself out of it oh, speaking the wrong things in your trouble it's all around but God said I want to hide you from your trouble I want to hide that old man from your trouble because if I hide him you might be the new man and the new man is the one that I set up on the rock but I want to hide you in your trouble who's to you it's that old man it's that one that oh well I'm going to give them a piece of my mind no you need to get in the presence of the Lord and behold his beauty and walk in the fruit of the spirit love and joy and peace and loss if you get in his presence the you in you that's trying to keep you from getting your victory. Oh, does somebody hear what I'm saying? The one that goes back on God when trouble comes, God said, let me hide that guy. That one that always fails God. I, I want to hide that God or that guy. But the only way I can hide that guy is they got to get in my presence and get a hold of my beauty and begin to no, no, no. I, I'm not that man no more. That, that, I'm talking about the old man that loses battles. That's the one he wants to hide in your trouble. The old you that fails God. The old you that can't handle that trouble. You always handle it the wrong way. God said, let me hide that man. How does he hide that man? It's when you get in his presence and you begin to see the Lord Jesus Christ and the beauty and everything he done for you. That he didn't just choose you. He didn't just cleanse you. But the Bible says he changed you. God help us to understand the power of this word today that you want to hide the old man cover that man bury that man in the spirit how through seeing the beauty of the Lord and everything he done Galatians 2.20 it, it kind of reminds me of that scripture for I'm crucified with Christ said Paul he said nevertheless I live yet not I that's the one God wants to hide. Oh, yeah, we live, but not I. <laughs> he wants to hide that man because that I is the one that commits a sin. That I is the one that gets angry. That I is the one that <laughs> speaks death. But Jesus wants to hide that. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me now. 
and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. How can you live like that? Get in his presence and behold his beauty who loved me and he gave himself for me. He was somebody that understood what Jesus had done for him and it caused him to lose the eye in his life and he began to live for Christ. David understood the power of hiding in God. Psalm 32, 7, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me in trouble. He wants to keep you alive in trouble. He wants to preserve you in your trouble. Thou shalt compass me with the songs of deliverance. Psalm 119, 114, Thou art my hiding place. He said, Lord, you are my shield. I hope in thy word. How did he become a hiding place and a shield? Because he hopes in thy word. Somebody needs to get in his presence and begin to get a hold of the word. Get a hold of the beauty of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the word, which is really Jesus himself. How many know it, it, this is really Christ in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was made flesh God help us to get a hold of the word and begin to hope in the word hope in the Lord Jesus Christ behold his beauty says the Lord somebody needs to see the beauty of the Lord in his presence and your victory will come God wants to hide you from your you if you will Psalm 31, 20, thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of men. Thou shalt keep them secretly in the pavilion from the strife of tongues. And I know that that could mean that God's going to hide me from the pride of other men. And God's going to hide me from, from the strife of, of, of other men's tongues. But sometimes I wonder if he needs to hide us from our own pride. And he needs to hide us from our own tongue. And the only way that he's going to hide you it's when you get in his presence and you stop looking at yourself so much and start beholding the beauty of the Lord and when you behold his beauty I'm telling you he's going to hide you he's going to hide you from the pride he's going to hide you from that tongue of strife he's going to hide you from your trouble and preserve you God help us to understand the power of being hid in God help us Lord Colossians 3, 1 through 3, if ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. That's what we need to seek after, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth, for ye are dead. That's the one he wants to hide. For you are dead, and your life, how is it hid with Christ in God? The old man's dead, but my, man, that, my, my life is now hid in Christ with Christ in God. God has hid us in Christ. That old man, you need to keep him hidden. You need to keep him. Uh, don't, don't you let him come out. Don't you let him be revealed. He needs to be hidden because he's the one that's defeating you. He's the one that's causing you not to get your victory. He's the one that's making you fear. That, that old man's the one that's causing you to doubt. That old man's the one that's making you speak death instead of life. You need to hide him in the presence of the Lord. How with Christ in God. Get in his presence. Behold his beauty. Reflect on all he's done. See, sometimes I believe what we got to do it's what David did in Psalm 27, 5. 
For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, and in the secret place he shall hide me and set me upon the rock. We need to go into hiding. Hide from him. Hide from the enemy. Hide from the, that you and you. He says then, he says, he'll set me up on a rock. Let that old man be hid. Because he likes to sometimes come out. I know I'm talking to somebody. But yet we see in this verse, on one hand he's hiding us. But on the other hand he says, and I'll, he shall set me up on a rock. When I'm up on a rock, that tells me I'm revealed. So, so on one hand, he wants to hide us, but on the other hand, he wants to reveal us. Which is it, Pastor? Both. In Christ, the old man is hid. The old man's been crucified with Christ. The old man has passed away. The, the old man has been covered. But the new man, he wants to reveal. You know, uh, uh, you know, in the vision of Zechariah that he had about Joshua, the high priest God chose him took away his filthy garment and gave him a change of raiment. He had on a whole brand new garment. God really gave him a makeover. And see, that's what God wants to do with us. He wants to give us a spiritual makeover. But God don't give you a makeover to hide you, but he gives you a makeover to reveal you. But he don't want that old man revealed. He's been a hid. He's been a, come on, he's, his garment's been removed. For, for our sins have been removed. The Lamb of God came to remove our sins. And he gave us a maker. He changed us. God wants to reveal the new man. That when trouble comes, we'll say, oh, it's going to be okay. You just trust the Lord. We just going to trust the Lord. Well, that ain't how you used to act. You used to get all nervous and worried and wringing your hands. Well, but I, I've, I've had a makeover. I've been cleansed and I, I've been changed by the power of the Almighty God. So, so now, I, I, that's not who I'm used to be. That, I, but I'm a new man now. I've been, I, I've been revealed, set up on a rock now my life's on a different foundation now I, I used to have my life on that sinking sand and, and a storm would come and I would fall apart but that ain't me no more but my life's been put up on a rock now and now I'm like a wise builder oh yeah that storm still comes and that wind still blows and that rain still comes but I stand cause I've been built upon the rock Christ Jesus oh somebody needs to let that life be revealed oh how many knows he is our rock in Psalm 62 2 he's the only rock in Psalm 62 7 he's a how are you so strong because of him I'm built upon him he's my strength Psalm 94 22 he's the rock of my refuge Psalm 89 26 he's the rock of my salvation how are you able to feel so delivered even in the midst of your storm because he is my rock he's that stone that the builder rejected and has become that chief cornerstone he's the rock that I 
I, you and I, the church is built upon and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Doesn't mean hell won't come at you. It doesn't mean trouble won't come at you. But if your life is built upon Christ, the solid rock, I'm telling you, it cannot prevail. The only way hell can prevail is when you get off that rock and you start acting like that old man and you get away from his presence and no more you're beholding his beauty but you're looking at the trouble and you're looking at the issues and you're looking at everything that you're having to deal with and you keep looking at it and you keep pondering at it and you keep looking all of a sudden your heart begins to fail you all of a sudden I don't go to church like I used to I don't even open my Bible anymore preacher. I don't even really pray what's the use of praying I don't know what's wrong with me you need to get in his presence you need to get in the house of the Lord and get back to the foot of the cross and behold his beauty just keep looking at the beauty of the Lord wait a minute God has chose me that means I'm favored that means God has his hand on me that means that God wants me on his team I'm chosen I've been cleansed and I've been changed so devil you better back up in the name of Jesus I'm putting my life back on the rock once and for all somebody needs to hear this preacher you need to hide that old man in the presence of God and you need to reveal the new man and build your life upon the rock and victory will come in Jesus name hallelujah for victory that's coming (laughs) that new man's about to show up for somebody Oh, that one that's more than a conqueror. That's the man that he wants to put on the rock that says, devil, you might come against me, but my Bible says I'm more than a conqueror. My Bible says I am victorious through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the one that I'm going to lift up my head. You'll be able to lift up your head then if you've hid that old man and you're revealing the new man. Then that's what happened in verse 6. Listen, he says, and now shall my head be lifted above my enemy. Why? Because he hid the old and he's revealing the new. Now my head's going to be lifted up. That's when the victory's going to come. When you're holding your head up like you know your redemption draws nigh. Like you know that your victory is coming and you're already victorious. It's like I've said many times, you're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from a place of victory. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And stand, says the Lord. I like the fact that after David says this, he said, now my head shall be lifted above. And I'll, I'll close if you'll come and you're on the team. He says, now shall my head be lifted above my enemies round about me. Therefore, I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. I would go as far to say don't leave his presence until you feel some joy. It's a sign you've been there long enough. I mean, we always want to be in his presence every day, and I know every hour, but, but you, I believe you get the gist of what I'm saying. Don't leave that meeting with your heavenly father till you say, whoa, I'm going to offer up a sacrifice of joy. You know, joy to God, it's, it's, it's like almost worship, like a sacrifice to him. He sees it as, ah, it, he wants you to be happy. He wants you to be joyful. He said, I'm going to offer this. Woo, 
Ooh, my head's been lifted up. God's done this. I'm going to offer up some joy. I'm going to offer up some thanksgiving. I'm going to sing, yay. I'm going to sing praises unto my Lord. I truly know I've been in the presence of the Lord when I leave out with a little bit of joy. I know I've been in the presence of the Lord because it says in his presence is fullness of joy. I know I've been in the presence of the Lord when I can sing, yea, sing unto the Lord. You know, I, I even thought about Thursday night. We come in here and we practice, and sometimes it's long, sometimes it's hard. And, but we were singing, and I, I, I don't think I was really down, but I, you know, I kind of wasn't into it, but I began to sing, and I felt the presence of the Lord come in. And when I left out of this house, I was still singing. God, help us to get a hold of this. I was still singing, Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. I was going through the hall singing it. That's what happens when you get in his presence. There's a victory that will come. Put a song on your lips. Joy down in your soul. I just can't get it, Pastor. Get in his presence and start by just thinking about the cross, beholding the beauty of the Lord. Everything he done for you on that cross. And again, he chose you, he cleansed you, he changed you. Then all of a sudden, you begin to get an idea, I'm, I'm different. And that old man is hid when trouble comes and the new man is revealed. And he's the one that stands in victory. Sometimes you just going to have to do what Psalm 143.9 says. David said, deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. You know what he did? I fled unto thee to hide me. You know, a lot of times trouble comes and we flee to other things. God ain't working for me. But no, when trouble comes, he said, I fled to the Lord to hide me. Psalm 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tire, and the righteous run into it, and they are safe. Just run to his presence. Repeat this verse. Don't get in his presence. When you get there, I'm just going to behold his beauty. Lord, I thank you for everything that you've done. God, I honor you. Oh, Lord, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for the blood that you shed. I thank you that by your stripes, the Bible says I'm healed. I thank you, Lord, that your blood redeemed me and reconciled me and pardoned me and forgave me. And I thank you, Lord, that for that blood uh, uh, that, uh, that I'm justified today just as if I'm never seeing, Lord. You've done so much for me, Lord. I, I'm thankful for the resurrection. The resurrection means that I can be changed, that I can walk new. I can be born again. You get in his presence like that, all of a sudden you're going to start feeling that old man's going to be hid. That new man's going to be revealed. And that's where the victory comes. That's when your head can be held up, no matter what trouble. He said, oh, my head is held high above all my enemies. Oh, I got enemies all around me, but look at my head up. Why? Because I know who I am in God. So I want us to stand this morning. It's been a while since you've been in his presence. You say, Pastor, I just want to get in his presence and I want to behold his beauty because I got some trouble. I need to hide myself 
from this church. But yet I need to be revealed that that new creature in Christ needs to be revealed in me that I may hold my head up and get my victory. If that's you, I want